Hi, thanks for tuning in. This is Tyrell Thompson. You know, I think most people listen to podcasts either in their car or while they're doing laundry or doing their dishes, but wherever you're at, thanks for joining me today. This podcast is titled, Where Peace is Found. My main scripture for today is from Isaiah 26, 3. This is the New King James Version, and it reads, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. I like how the NLT puts it as well. I'll read it. It says, You keep him in perfect peace, all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Think about that. God promises to keep us in perfect peace when our minds are stayed on him and when our thoughts are fixed on him. The lesson today is short. For peace to be a reality in our lives, it will come as we keep our minds and thoughts fixed on Jesus. This verse tells me and you that the closer we get to Jesus, the more peace we have because He is peace. He alone is the absolute image of perfection. There's no fault in Him. He is, quite literally, peace personified. If we will keep our gaze on Him and our thoughts on Him, peace will be a reality in our lives. Here's a pretty neat statistic for you. Peace is mentioned around 450 times in the Bible. Just as a reference point, Jesus himself is mentioned about 900 times. So, 450 times is a large portion of the Word of God. That automatically right there lets you and I know that it's obviously on God's mind and something he's wanted to get across to us from his heart. Going back to our key verse for today, Isaiah 26.3, you'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you, or as the NLT says, whose thoughts are fixed on you. So where is peace found? This verse lets me know that peace is found when my mind is on the Lord, when my thoughts are on him. But what is it about keeping our minds on Jesus that keeps us in peace? How does doing that, keeping our thoughts and minds on him, allow God to keep us in perfect peace? Throughout all of human history, going back to the very beginning of time, God has been revealing himself to humanity. And in Isaiah 9-6, we read of a prophecy of the Messiah to come. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I find it amazing that one of the ways God decided to reveal himself to humanity thousands of years ago under the Old Covenant was as the Prince of Peace. He was saying to man from the beginning, it's my very nature, it's who I am, I am the Prince of Peace. The reason we today can have peace is because he is the Prince of Peace. And God's plan from the beginning has always been peace for humanity. It seems quite obvious now that sin was the problem that messed up that plan. 1 Corinthians 14.33 For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Romans 8.6 For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So why don't we live in perfect peace? I believe that we stop living in perfect peace when we let our gaze shift. Once my chin drops and I'm no longer looking up and chasing after Jesus' face, but I'm focusing on my issues, that's when peace isn't a reality in my life. Instead of my gaze being on the Prince of Peace, my gaze is now on the problems in front of me. It's so easy for us to say, you know, ah, so-and-so is really annoying me, or did you see the way that she looked at me? That just ruined my day. Or even things like, I don't think I'll ever grow out of this, I don't make enough money, my family doesn't support me, whatever, we complain about it. Well, that's when scripture has an answer. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, 6-7. A general search on peace gave me these definitions. Peace is a state of tranquility or quiet. Peace is freedom from disturbance, disquieting, or oppressive thoughts or emotions. Peace is harmony in personal relationships. And lastly, peace is a pact or agreement to end hostilities between those who have been at war. All those things I just read to you, and they were just from a regular dictionary, are things Jesus came to fulfill. 
1 Timothy 2.5 says that there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. John 8.36 says, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Hebrews 2.14 says, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death. It's really interesting to me that the way the world defines peace, it's actually all true and it's in accordance with God's word. But the world is looking in the wrong places for the fulfillment of those definitions. People are hurting and they're searching because they want peace. People want peace, but they don't know that Jesus is the source and fulfillment of that peace. Every victory Jesus won, he won with each of our names in mind. He won our freedom from sin, victory over sin and death, and he ultimately did it all to bring us into right relationship with himself. Or in other words, he won peace between God and man. 2 Corinthians 5.18 says, All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. Our God wants the best for us. He isn't mad at us like we sometimes may think. More often than not, I think we let the enemy whisper into our hearts those lies. I'll let you know right now, the devil is a liar. God wants peace for us. God even says that he desires that when we lie down to go to bed, that it be in peace. The psalmist in Psalms 4.8 said, I will both lie down in peace and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. This peace stems from the work and identity of Jesus. Peace is not a motivation we conjure up. It's not a YouTube video of rain falling on a windowsill that gives us peace. It's actually him. It's who he is. We get more peace when we get more of Jesus. Now, you've probably heard this one before, but John 14, 27, and this is Jesus speaking. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Today, I'm not talking about the peace of, I have a great job, people really like me, I don't have any problems at the moment, so now I have peace. No, I'm talking about the peace that goes beyond your circumstances, beyond your mental capacity and understanding, really beyond what the world would deem reasonable. It transcends all understanding. This next part, and I'm wrapping up, may be my favorite reason to answer the question of how we get peace in our lives. Numbers 6.26 says, The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Countenance. Countenance is a person's face or their facial expression. What Moses was saying here is literally the Lord, God of all, will look at you. And it's when his face is towards you and you toward him that you will receive peace. If you're dealing with anxious thoughts, a running mind that just doesn't stop worrying, maybe the solution isn't more relaxing or a long rant of complaints, but maybe the solution is falling more in love with Jesus. I can almost right now hear the heart of God saying, lift your chin, look at me. Let me guard your heart and your mind. I care about you. I don't want you to be anxious. Let me be your peace. I believe that if we would seek his face or his countenance and simply draw closer and be intimate with him, peace is the natural organic outcome. Have you ever just stared at one of your friends and they stare back at you and you don't say anything, but you both know what you're thinking? You know how the other person is feeling? Just by the countenance of their face, you know this. And I think it's in a similar manner that the countenance of the Lord looking upon us, somehow in the spirit, we receive that peace. It goes beyond our understanding. It definitely goes beyond mine. In John 20, 29, Jesus said, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Today, we are those who have not seen, and yet here we are and we still believe. I personally have not seen the face of Jesus like Thomas did, but one day I will, along with you. And I believe at that moment we will have perfect peace because he is the absolute embodiment of peace. His countenance, his face will look upon us and we'll look back at him and all will be at peace. But until then, until that day, we have a promise from Isaiah. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you, whose thoughts are fixed on you because he trusts in you. Lord Jesus, I pray that this short message is uplifting to someone listening. God, teach us that we don't need something outside of our daily walk with you to have peace. That's why you came, Lord, for there to be a relationship between us. 
I pray that we would each begin to seek your face. Help us keep our minds and thoughts on you. We may not understand how it works, but Lord, you've said it, so we're going to believe it starting today. I pray this over us in the name of Jesus. Amen.